Since the dawn of man, individuals have yearned to hit objects that go a certain distance, while others pine to watch those yearned men hit objects that go a certain distance. Baseball, born from caveman, lived through the ages of Braun, Byzantine, and Cleopatra. When I was a boy, we learned in Bible school that when Moses came down Mount Sinai, he shouted to his people, Play ball! Nations were born from this American tradition, namely, America. And upon its vast land, an east coast was formed. An east coast that was of land and competition. The Mets, the Phillies, the Nationals, the Braves, and the Marlins. These are the vanguards of Valhalla. Ever since Mr. Met refused to sign the Declaration of Independence with Ben Franklin's syphilitic Johnson, a fierce competition has ensued. We're going to talk about that here today. This is the Un-American National East Coast Baseball Podcast. It's 2020. Hey, Ralph. Hey, man. How are you? How's it going? Good. 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 That's cool. Yeah, Yeah, great. Uh, yeah. Well, What's up? Uh, this is this is the UNECB podcast. I'm uh, I'm Chris. I'm Robin. Yeah, we're going to talk about National League East, the Major League Baseball. The National League East, uh, not the American League East. Yeah, we don't need that shit. We As we, we need... no, no, that's that's why we're the un-American National East Coast Baseball Podcast. Yeah, that makes sense. Strictly national, strictly. Strictly national. For the most American sport there is, we're not going to talk about America at all. Exactly. Only the National League. Um, Let's see, Chris. Okay. So uh, I am a – I almost said I'm a Phillies fan, but that would be funny if I said that because it's not true because I'm a Mets fan. And I'm – as you are from Queens, and I am a Phillies fan uh, because I live in Philadelphia, and, you know, it's, it's nice. Yeah, so um, that's who we are. We're Mets fans. Well, well you're a Mets fan. <laughs> we're both Mets fans. No, uh, yeah, I'm a Mets fan. Chris is a Phillies fan. Robin's uh, a, Rob, Robin's a, a Phillies fan. Shit, uh, you got me. No, uh, it, I'm really not. But you know, I like the National League East. Okay, so anyways, um, but here's a fun fact: Chris and I grew up together. We're both from Pittsburgh, so we should be Pittsburgh Pirate fans. <laughs> but we grew up between the years of 1992 and 2000. When did they start winning? 2012, 2013. With the Kutch. Uh, with the Kutch, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been like 2010. So like that's that. when we grew up. Uh, and so we did not grow up Pirates fans, unfortunately. Although we, you know, I still have a soft spot for them. Of course, it's the it's the most beautiful park in all of baseball. I think that's undisputed. I totally agree with you. Um, I think everyone else would too. Yeah, and at at there, they ha- I believe Quaker Steak and Loop still sells chicken wings there. Where else are you gonna get a bucket of chicken wings in baseball? Uh, they actually do sell a bucket of chicken wings at City Field. Okay, can I just say that report came out this week of what the new food vendors are gonna be at City Field? And it's like you know what? Fuck you. Uh, I gotta say that. Uh, yeah, uh, at, P- at PNC Park, uh, Citizens Bank Park, uh, we just got you know cheesesteaks and uh, hot dogs and French fries. So it's like, oh wait, no, there is a barbecue place, but it seems really hoity-toity. Like uh, I think it's run by Federal Donuts or something like that. Like it, it's like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I guess we don't want identity. Like we're like we don't want like we don't want you know that soft shit, but also like give us that soft shit. Right, right, right. Dude, the food at City Field is really, really good, um, actually. It's really good. It takes an hour just to get a goddamn cheesesteak. Well, yeah, and if you, it takes an hour to get, like, a Shake Shack at City Field, which when 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 the Shake Shack City Field opened, it was cool because there weren't that many Shake Shacks um, anywhere. There weren't even that many in New York yet, and so it was, like, kind of fun to get a Shake Shack at City Field. But now that Shake Shack is everywhere. It's super dumb to wait, like, three innings just to get a Shake Shack burger. Yeah. Sorry, Shake Shack fans. That's what I say. Yeah. Well, now I gotta get that sponsor now. <laughs> uh, all right. Here's so now for Hardee's. <laughs> should we dive in to the meat of the show, Chris? 
Yeah, we're going to dive into the meat of the show. Let's let's talk about Otartabi. I mean, it's like we can't talk about games yet because they, I mean, unless you want to dive into minor league stuff uh, at spring training, but I think. The f- yeah, the four, well, for the Mets, it's been four games of spring training so far on this Monday evening. It's three for Phillies. Yeah, and none of them have been remarkable at all. Although I will say today's game with the, with the Mets was fun because – the starter in the game, I happened to be at his first professional start in 2017 oh, at the uh, Brooklyn Cyclones Stadium. Oh, it must be nice. It must be nice. Yes, yes. I right, man. once sat uh, behind uh, Bryce Harper um, when I chose to sit behind the dugout uh, last year during the game. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I was like, hey, there's that. I mean, there were other people, but, you know, I'm not gonna really going to, I'm not going to like, you know, like, I don't. I don't just name drop. You know. Yeah. Well, hey, you had a um, you had a notable baseball celebrity run in a few months ago. You texted me about it. I did. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, yeah, that, you got to clear your mouth for this one. Yeah, I uh, definitely got to say it was a pitcher, and I forgot his name. <laughs> Smiley, smiley. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were joking. Uh, no. Yeah. Nice. Oh wait. Uh, yeah. Uh, I didn't. I didn't say hi because it might not have been him, and uh, I didn't want to live in the reality that it wasn't him. Oh. So, but you didn't him. tell me that there was a possibility. I thought you were certain. It was definitely him. Okay. Everyone good, was calling you. him Smiley. <laughs> I think he is on the San Francisco Giants now. So he, he did. It's now the uh, it's it's now the San Francisco Phillies, basically. Yeah, that's uh, oh, true. Season. You're right. Okay, that's true. Well, okay. That let let's on that note, let's dive into into the meat of the show. I think. Yes, we are getting way off topic, but <laughs> let's focus um, on this week's topic. This week's topic is a full recap of the roster changes that have taken place within the National League East. And we will begin with the first place Miami Marlins. Yes. And by first place, I mean first place, Chris, in what standing? Uh, spring training. 2020 spring training. 2020 spring training. They are 3-0 and place, Miami right Marlins. They are 3-0, and undefeated Miami Marlins. You know, um... I think the Miami Marlins, and they, they did this last year too, actually. They were, they were quite good in spring training last year. I think that the team is so young and everyone kind of just wants to make the roster. I mean, there are there are a handful of like guaranteed you know big league players, but the team is so young, kind of like full of prospects, that I think everyone is like playing really a lot harder than other, other players. And not to say other players aren't playing hard, but a lot of veteran players come to spring training with different intentions you know maybe just to practice one specific aspect of their game at any given time whereas i feel like some of these younger players are trying to more you know prove themselves that's just my hypothesis but i don't know i think that's what's going on and you're right yeah it's a young team i I think it's you know i think it's so funny uh derek jeter who is like you know part shareholder and like the guy in charge of uh the marlins when he, I felt really bad for him because when he did that press conference, when he was now the, uh, now that he's in the Hall of Fame, um, it was almost a sad day for him because uh, even though like he's so happy he's wearing this uniform, people are like, so uh, how about them Marlins, huh? Yeah, come on, uh, talk about them for a second. Uh, yeah, just talk, you know, yeah, talk about that rebuild. Talk about the rebuild. I know. How you feel about uh, Rodriguez? Yeah. <laughs> I still, I still. I don't really think this, but I don't know. What's the deal with him trading all these players to the Yankees? And by that, I basically just mean John Carlos Stanton. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. All right. So, okay, the 2019 Miami Marlins were actually last in the National League East with a amazing record of 57 and 105. That's pretty bad. Hey, that's pretty, that's something. I mean, if you're gonna be bad, you might as well be the worst, you know? Yeah. Well, they they were the worst in they the National they, League East. They were they were the worst in the National League East, and 
though they weren't technically the biggest losers of the National League, it was like a three-way, it was practically a three-way tie between, you know, the Detroit Tigers, Baltimore Orioles. Hey, hey, Marlins. getting into American League here. Getting into American <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll back up. I'll back up. It's un-American. <laughs> no, no, no. That's okay. I'll, we'll, we can allow it. Um, but, yeah, okay. So the National League losers, the Miami Marlins, um, their biggest loss in the offseason, I would say, is nobody. i really don't think that any of the players that they lost um will negatively affect their team i think they've definitely gotten better and um you know when you're at the bottom there's nowhere to go but up um so really the main the main losses that they that they had were these three kind of notable uh, uh veteran players you got starlin castro who we might hear about later in the show um, he actually was the piece they got back from the John Carlos Stanton trade, one of the pieces. And then we also have to say goodbye to former Miami Marlin Neil Walker, who has a special place in my heart as a 2016-2017 New York Met, and before that, a good old Pittsburgh Pirate. Also born and raised in Pittsburgh, Neil Walker. We also might hear about him later in the show, depending on my co-host's plans. And uh, finally... We said goodbye to Curtis, the Grandy Man Granderson, one of my favorite players of all time. And by that, I mean since, you know, I started watching baseball semi-recently. <laughs> but he's awesome, and I think people people recognize that uh, the Grandy Man is, is the best. Um, but, yeah, that, that's kind of it for the losses. I don't know. It's not, it's not that much. What do you think, Chris? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm now put on the spot with, uh, like – uh, with where Neil Walker went, because I did not, I did not read that up, but uh, I look at that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you say you went to the Phillies, God damn me. <laughs> uh, well, uh, sp- no spoilers, but he did go to the Phillies. God damn it. <laughs> There's 70 people at camp right now. What do you want from me? Sorry. Uh, no, I think yeah, I, I I do think one of their big, I mean their biggest losses. I don't know, Starling Castro. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but honestly, like, whatever. I mean, he's fine. I No, nothing against him, but it's just no, like, but whatever. I mean, like, I mean he, sure. I mean, it's an effect, because I'm looking at uh, Aizen Diaz, uh, the repl- the replacement for Starling Castro at second, currently right now. Yeah. He played yeah. 49 games, 179 at-bats. I mean, that slash, that slash isn't good. Uh, yeah. Does it say how many home runs he got? Uh, five, which is weird. Oh, that's... That's more than I would have thought. I only yeah. bring that up because his first home run, major league home run, came off of Jacob Degrom. So, clap oh, to clap, wow. clap, clap to Isan Diaz for that one. I must have just been dumb luck because <laughs> his slugger is three oh seven. Like he's not, he's he doesn't hit. He almost looks like in his average is one seventy three. So it's like, yeah, he's got some work to do. Yeah, <laughs> but he'll probably be a starter on the team. We'll talk about that in a later episode. Um, all right, moving on. I think the biggest addition to the Marlins team is Chris, your old friend and my arch nemesis, Corey Dickerson, whoa, 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 wait. who had to a clarify, your arch nemesis on MLB, the show when specifically we play only on MLB, the show when you play as the 2019 Phillies and I play as the 2019 Mets and Corey Dickerson gets a double every single time for some reason. I don't know. Um, but he's a solid hitter, man. I mean, I'm looking at his stats here. He had a 906 OPS last year. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I mean, that's like really good. 131 OPS plus, 304 batting average, like 12 HRs, not not that much not that much power, but not bad like every now and then and only 260 at bats, so like Yeah, but like we have like super late. solid. Like yeah, you had 78 a- games, so like you got you got 12 home runs out of 260 at bats. Yeah, that, you're right. That's pretty good. That is actually is pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. Uh, no, so I'm I I think Corey Dickerson's really great. I've heard his splits, uh, like righty lefty splits, aren't hot, so he might get platooned or something. But I don't know, dude. Solid solid bat to have in the lineup. Uh, so definitely the biggest addition, and I kind of wish he was not in the National League East, even though he's not that big of a deal. I just 
it would be nice if he was not uh, for me as a Mets fan. And then the other additions that the Marlins made, uh, you got your boy Jesus Aguilar from the Brewers. He had an abysmal 2019 after kind of a breakout 18. Um, they just dumped him, the Brewers. They just, they just kind of, I think they just, uh, they just did not renew his contract. And he was just like a free agent all of a sudden, I think. Um, yeah, and so they picked him up kind of like a power hitter. So, you know, give him a try, whatever. Why not? And then you got Jonathan VR, who was uh, quite good on the Orioles last year. Um, I mean, like a little bit above average hitting, and I think I think he's still a good defender. Uh, Orioles also just kind of dropped him for no reason, basically because the Orioles just didn't want to pay him because uh, he's like a legit player. So good for the Marlins for picking him up. And then on the outside, you kind of got these other guys, uh, but the two I'll point out are Matt Joyce, who is kind of a lifelong bench guy, um, but a solid bench dude, uh, I think also played for the Pirates, was on the Braves last year, and had a really good uh, OPS and just 200 at-bats. I think he was on the postseason roster. He might have started some of those games in the division series for the Braves, so... Another kind of solid uh, veteran bat there. And then Francisco Cervelli, longtime catcher, also former Pirate. They're loading up on those. And, uh, yeah, he's kind of like on the down end of his uh, offensive career. But there's still some stuff there to be had probably. Um, I also like that he's like one of the only like Italian-American baseball players, <laughs> uh, which is fun. And, yeah, so that's the Marlins, man. That's the Marlins, and they're going to be better than last year. And we'll talk about that more as these spring training episodes go on. Oh, it's a hot, hot topic of discussion there, Rob. The Marlins. Yeah, that was that was really nice. That was that was, that was a lot of work. Yeah, like, thank you. I didn't I didn't even do that much for the Phillies. Uh, I mean, I did, but I, like I don't like you know. The, no, I hope it, I didn't the, go overboard. Sorry if that was too boring. On the Marlins. Ugh. Sorry, just kidding. You know what? All the Marlins fans out there, I'm sorry. I love you guys. Yeah, I mean, I respect them. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like that's that was, uh, that was very. I, if I were if I were a teacher, I would give you an A plus and a gold star. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank and then you. like all the bullies in the back would just be like, "Man, fuck Robin, <laughs> bitch." I'm the kid in the back. Look. So who's uh, second in the standings? of the 2020 spring training oh yeah talking about them phillies oh yeah okay yeah all right so let's get into it uh biggest loss you know it, it, it's it is there's there's some time uh, there's like a i say that there is about uh a five-way tie i would say uh since we had uh michael franco uh go down to i believe the royals Cesar Hernandez, we uh, lost him to the Cleveland Indians. Corey Dickerson, as you said, to the Marlins. Yeah. Uh, but I would say of that, there are two. It's really more like a two-way tie that I feel is that. One is we're not going to see J.D. Hammer in the bullpen anymore. <laughs> going down the – we lost Rick Wild Thing Vaughn. He's going down to the minors. I just – we lost a hammer. Like, I feel really bad about that because – I mean, great. Granted, like his, he had an awesome fastball speed. Like he had, he was always pitching over a hundred, uh, or at a hundred, uh, but he just couldn't find the strike box. And I, I get why they had to do it. Um, but then also, uh, on top of that, I would say the biggest loss is Gene Segura's weight. Good for him. Like I would say, yeah. Hey, Apparently gave up hey. drinking. Yeah. Hey, how about that? He gave up drinking. He'd, he he took responsibility for what happened to Kutch last season, and he decided to do better for himself. So now he's gonna be kicking butt. I I don't know what's gonna happen if he gets a third base. Like he seems very, uh, you know, hungry for it. Which uh, I don't know what's gonna happen with that. We'll see what happens. Wait, why did he take responsibility for the Kutch thing? Oh, because what happened was was that uh, he was being uh, he wasn't hustling to first base. Uh, when he when he made contact with the ball, uh, like regularly, mm-hmm. and what would happen is it, at that time what happened was, catches at first, uh, uh, Segura uh, makes contact with the ball, ball basically it is a pop fly I think, uh, Segura doesn't run, but 
uh, but because of that, Kutch is confused and starts going halfway, realizes that he needs to stay on first because it was mm, a pop-up. Yeah. Um, but because Kutch, because Segura didn't run to the plate fast enough, Kutch had to um, go. He did, he did like a one-two side-by-step, and yeah. that caused his, um, uh, what do you call it, the uh, ACL. ACL. Yeah, uh, injury had happened, and then you know Segura got really depressed after that and all that stuff. And uh, really, damn, I'm really actually looking forward to seeing Segura this year. I always love seeing a comeback kid come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's good. He's yeah. a good. He was a little pesky, pesky as a uh, opponent. Yeah, I mean, I I hope with a new, uh, you know, our, the entire new uh, coaching uh, roster that uh, he's not swinging at every single ball that comes through. Then. <laughs> All he gets is breaking balls. <laughs> uh, okay, so there was that. So I basically listed all the overall losses already. Yeah. Uh, it sucks to see. I, I was always a Michael Franco fan, uh, but I understand why it happened because basically he would swing. Like every scouting report would say, you need to pitch this guy like an outside breaking ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would constantly... Uh, just be chipping it, and it'd just be hitting the ground, and then it'd go past no man's land, and just go in between third base, uh, uh, third base and second base. Mm-hmm. So they were like, they need to get rid of him. So that was a bummer. Uh, so yeah, so and then Cesar Hernandez, but you know, hopefully we get Scotty, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, Jetpacks himself, Scott Kingery second base but that's for another podcast apparently uh anyways. well i don't know i just thought we could talk about the lineups yeah talk about talk about them ads and losses yeah yeah just talk about talk about the lineups some other okay. episode talk so, about the ads and losses just so the recaps the, of the offseason just the offseason so the recap ads. so the ads the ads uh who what's everyone talking about Didi gregorius of course from the yankees got him got him for a year and that's cool also re-signed tommy hunter however Everybody else is a lot. Like, I would have to go through a lot of people right now, and I have to go through it. Uh, so, But what I will say is uh, there are 70 people currently at spring training right now, invites. Uh, and I will currently read off uh, all the bullpen candidates that are down there right now from signings <laughs> and whatnot. Here we go. Jose Alvarez, Victor Arano, Connor Brogdon, Austin Davis, Sir Anthony Dominguez, Edgar Garcia, Tommy Hunter, Cole Irvin, Trevor Kelly, Francisco Liberano, Adam Morgan, Hector Neris, Bud Norris, Blake Parker, Drew Storen, Ran- Ran- Ranger Suarez, Anthony Swarzak. Woo! Ugh, I hate one Swarzak, break. man. That's my <laughs> that's my takeaway from that one. <laughs> well, I, I no, it can be Ranger. Why? That's a that's a that's a name. That that's a name Ranger. It's like no. It's, it's actually clearly... pronounced Ranger. Ranger. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as as you see, yeah, and uh, of course, nowhere in there is uh, Robertson at all because he's still injured. And last from we here, maybe, maybe uh, after the All Star break. Yeah, that was a cool signing. Yep, real cool ten million dollar signing. <laughs> Anyways, so that's the Phillies. Hope to get more of them later. Really? Uh, I think there's one signing that you might be... Oh, do you want me to talk about... We'll talk about it from your perspective. Uh, who, is the, who is the name again? I did. Zach Wheeler, dude. Oh, Zach Wheeler. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I just wanted to make you squirm a little bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, got, we got the wheelsies. Wheels up for Philadelphia. Uh, yeah. He's there. It's great. It's awesome. Yeah, you mad. Uh, yeah, it's great to have like a good two spot, and we're seeing what's going to happen with Arietta. So, as also uh, the good three spots, so now it's not all on Aaron Nola's shoulders uh, this year. So, really happy with that. Uh, you lost him. Suck it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I know. Yeah, but, dude. Whatever. whatever. You got. You got the best pitcher in baseball. Like, get out of here. Yeah, but we need all of the good pitchers. <laughs> no, I honestly, like, the first time I saw Wheeler in a Phillies jersey, it was odd. Mm-hmm. It was a weird feeling, man. Um, the Phillies-Mets rivalry goes back way be- before, way beyond us, way beyond you and me. It it goes back forever. Um, forever and ever. 
but yeah, dude, uh, that's weird. It's weird to me. And and then did you see the stuff that he was like having like uh art like a like a little like tit for tat like little verbal fight with friggin' Brody? Oh, with um, yeah, with Brody, yeah, like. <laughs> there's nothing dude there's nothing sadder than seeing millionaires uh complain i just, know like and do like childish things like oh dude guys just 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 walk away i know like, i i, I kind of blame brody on this one for sure because number one like well philly okay okay here's the thing someone asked like zach you know did the mets make you an offer and he was basically like not really he said all i heard was yeah, that's not why I had that sound effect in there. In fact, I forgot to use it when I was planning on using it. But anyways, um, yeah. And then he said, that's how they roll, which is true. Everyone knows that's how the Mets roll. That's not like a bombshell at all. And then Brody friggin gets involved and he's like, yeah, we did make him an offer, but we didn't think he was worth that much for two half seasons of good pitching. And it's like, dude, that's like the most passive aggressive shittiest thing to say about a former yeah, player. And that- also, everyone knows that if uh, Wheeler held out longer and then waited for the Strasburg signing to happen, which was like way more money, people would like his value would have went up. Like the Phillies got a deal for five year, $118 million contract. Like it could have been like, you know, 150, 200, something like that for five years. Like not, yeah. I mean, Phillies probably wanted to sign him then. That's basically what would have happened. So to say yeah. like that he's not worth that much is just insane. I know it's, it's pretty crazy. It's a really stupid thing for Brody to do. I mean, but I don't know. I don't think Brody's that good of a GM. But speaking of Brody, should we? Uh, yeah, let's get to let's get to the the, the in the third in the, the third the, place. Switching to the next team. The third place in the real 2019 standings and also the 2020 spring training standings, tied for third, I guess I should say, are the New York Mets. They finished third place last year, like I said. They missed the wild card last year by only three games. And they notably had a stretch of games where they won 15 out of 16, which is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, on that note, dude, I would say that the Mets, obviously their biggest loss of this off season would be the one of the only Zach Wheeler. Uh, and it sucks for the Mets that he stayed in the division. And he definitely, as you said, I think makes the Phillies like better. Like, it's not just, uh, whatever they, you know, could use him. It's fine. I, he, it's definitely a, an improvement. So that's a drag for the Mets, but we did kind of replace him with Marcus Stroman, which is not really an off-season replacement because it happened mid-season last year, which was weird, but uh, that's fine. And so I was looking at their uh, stats from last season, and they have identical war, or war, uh, I guess I should say, um, which is wild at 4.1. And they have like just really similar stats across the board. Wheeler's whip is a little bit lower, which is good uh and his strikeouts are a lot higher so like his like peripheral like he's got these like better like advanced stats and these like cool peripheral stats like he has a lot of strikeouts um but you know who cares if they're striking out if they're if uh, otherwise they're like hitting home runs and getting on base and stuff so i don't know like i personally think as a mets fan that stroman is is a pretty good pretty good wheeler replacement um but still it kind of sucks we could have had like a lot of good pitchers instead of instead of just you know one. yeah i would say your one through four slots are pretty good they're pretty good i don't know about porcello but yeah yeah so the other losses these are not gonna hurt us that much but it's sad to say goodbye to our old friend new jersey's own todd frazier um but I will say the Mets are probably upgrading just by having Jeff McNeil at third base instead of Todd Frazier. So it's fine. Good to see you, Todd. Have fun with the Rangers. And then longtime Met, and I don't know, but I will declare him a fan favorite. Juan Ligaris is no longer with the team uh, after like seven seven years or something like that. Um, 
yeah, really good defender, but they, I don't know, didn't want to sign him anymore. I always liked Juan, but yeah, he never had that good of a bat. So, goodbye to Juan. And then we also lost Joe Panic and Luis Avalon, who made, like, kind of noticeable contributions to the 2019 Mets. Specifically, Luis Avalon did, I would say. But, you know, that's okay. Say lovey. The biggest additions, I think I would have to go with Dellen Batansis would be the biggest addition. But it could be crazy. Chris, you were giving me uh, – <laughs> you were really like giving me a hard time when the Mets signed yeah, the I, don't about, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I am maybe an optimist, but Batanzas was like literally one of the best uh, relievers in baseball for the past several years until last year. Yeah, until last year. Until last year when he only pitched two innings before. <laughs> like, he didn't tear his Achilles. He just... Uh, ruptured it partial tear partial tear that's that's what it was a partial tear but so that that injured himself uh celebrating that's someone else yeah i think i think he pitched two innings or no no two outs or two innings maybe it's just maybe it's two innings maybe it's just two outs i don't know but very obviously very few yeah and i think he was celebrated after an out and then like, yeah, like he jumped up and down the mound, and then that, and then he tore his Achilles. Yeah, yeah, which is just I know. But he's a big dude. Now, speaking of six eight baseball players, which we were speaking of, I think before we started recording this, <laughs> uh, he's six eight. Yeah, he's huge. He's huge. He's a big guy. Also a New York native, which is cool. So I'm super excited for Patances. I hope that that works out. Because if that works out, that would be huge for the Mets, who had major bullpen problems uh, last year. All right, moving on. We got Rick Porcello filling in a spot in the rotation, probably the fifth spot. Uh, definitely an upgrade from Jason Vargas, who I didn't even put in the losses category. Number one, because he was traded, but number two, like, you know, we had some good times with Vargy, but it's okay. Goodbye. The um, cocaine industry and Queens <laughs> will forever be at a loss. <laughs> um, yeah, Porcello, we'll see. I don't know. He was terrible last year, but he has, like, up and down years, so maybe this will be one of his good years. That would be cool. And we also picked up Michael Waka from the Cardinals for rotation depth. I don't know where he's going to play. Probably the bullpen because uh, we have four other or five other starters who are not him. So um, that's cool. Good for getting a, a real actual pitcher as starting depth. And then we got Chris. I'm not sure if you know about this, but we got Jake Marisnik from – our favorite team, just kidding, the Houston Astros. <laughs> uh, really good defender, not good hitter. But, Chris, do you want to guess in what season he had his best offensive numbers? Um, Is it rhyme with uh, 2017? It does. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, he hit, like, and his, like, career OPS is 660, uh, and he had like an over 800 OPS, uh, and mu- he just had much higher hitting stats in 2017, uh, by a lot. Well, how about so, that? you know, but he's not an everyday guy, whatever. I think he also, as far as the players have gone, I think he has been more apologetic than other Astros. Yeah. Cause he's going to get his ass kicked in the clubhouse. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then the, only other major addition that the New York Mets made is a new manager, and we got two of them. <laughs> uh, we hired one on November 1st named Carlos Beltran. The athletic article about the Houston Astros came out on November 12th. Rob Manfred's report about the cheating scandal came out on January 13th, and we fired Carlos Beltran on January 16th, and then we hired Luis Rojas on January 22nd, and that is now the New York Mets manager, Luis Rojas. Man, who, I, that, I, I have, uh, I got to eat crow on that one, whatever you call that. Uh, I remember telling you, it's like, man, I don't know. I don't, I think it's what Bel- Beltran shouldn't leave. It's probably just going to blow over like a month into the season. So don't worry about it. It'd be fine. <laughs> I thought that too. I thought like after the report came out, if the Mets had like actually prepared a statement and we're just like, we stand by him, blah, 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 blah. Like, I just had a thing out, like, ready to go immediately. Then I was like, it would be fine. But 
Ah, no, it's good. I'm glad they. I'm totally glad that uh, when it, when it came out initially, I was like, they probably should get rid of him, but they could keep him. Um, yeah, I mean, like at the time, we were like thinking, you know, like December, January. Um, we were thinking like, oh, this is probably just gonna blow over. It's not that big of a deal, and then like it slowly starts creeping. Out. I was like, oh shit, this is this is on board with the about the about as close as you can get to, like the steroid scandal. It's like, oh yeah. Know. Oh yeah. 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 And it's like of all the players who it's like, we don't really know exactly which player did what, but it's like, okay, he definitely did a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's like, well, can I just say uh, in, in defense of uh, Altuve and let's not, we're, this is, this is the UNECB podcast. This is not an Astros podcast. I am five, six. That's what I am. Altuve is also five six, and he's a millionaire uh, yeah. at playing baseball. And I'm like, oh, I could do that. And then I actually, it's kind of like a butthurt about it. So it's like, oh, fuck you. Because I mean, <laughs> like, you look at everyone on the Phillies, Mets, like they're all like six feet tall and you know athletic. And I am neither of those things. Uh, but just seeing Altuve, just like you know, maybe he was even schlummy. Like that, maybe that's why he didn't want to take off his shirt because he was like, oh, like in 2019, 18. I mean, yeah, 19. Uh, like maybe no, dude, Altuve's like he's he's fit, man. He's you don't know that. Maybe he wants to take probably. off his jersey. He's I think he's taken off his shirt plenty of times. Well, I I well a boy can dream. I'll just say all right. That. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna Google Jose Altuve shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> take I'm googling search. it. Say, take yeah, I found one. Job. I found one. I'll put this photo in the in the show notes. Okay. Yeah, dude, he's ripped, man. Well fine <laughs> see this is exactly why i did not want to approach uh smiley at that bar because it just would have been the exact same thing bullshit let me tell you this it's probably photoshop drew, it's probably photoshop you're looking at anyways drew smiley is six foot three yeah tall tall guy for like full dis- full disclosure i am five foot nine uh, a little generous i'm probably between eight and nine but if i wear specific shoes i can be five foot nine. Oh, oh i always thought uh we uh met eye to eye on stuff but okay <laughs> that's what you need to tell yourself you're a new york guy i get it. i get it status physical appearance everything i get it yeah yeah see we're i'm like the really tall friend yeah and I'm like, you know, the smart friend or like, you know, the more knowledgeable one or like the better one. I don't know. Like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Philly's all the way in 2020. Anyways. Okay. I think we have. Uh, oh, he's, he's going he's gonna to run through. Okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Do a double flush. Do a double flush. You know, be, be polite. That, that. There you go. Oh, be you polite. meant flush and then flush again. Yeah. Not flush twice quickly. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, anyways, any more thoughts on the Mets? Uh, no, I think that I think that covers it. I think I think um, I think yeah, that kind of covers it. I think. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, the Mets, man. Bunch of moves. Actually, honestly, not that many moves, but uh, I think they have a really solid core already and i think their whole their whole starting lineup i think is players that were there last year so i don't know dude pretty excited for the mets okay well there you go okay let's get into fourth place technically because they had a rain cancellation on them the the reigning world series champions of 2019 the washington nationals hey there you go but let's let, let, let's let's you know what just for the just for the Nationals not only winning the World Series for our division but as well as making sure that that nightmare situation that the Astros did not win in 2019 let's give them a a, a sound a sound thing a saying thanks like a like let's let's do it th- there yeah that, that slide whistles for you Nationals yeah. good for you breaking awesome. records. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, yeah, we both thought the same thing. Anyways, Sorry. no, good for them. Good for them. Um, no, that was – they really did 
baseball and the world a favor by beating the Astros last yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. I was good. rooting for them. I had an attitude, you know. I uh yeah. National League East represent and who I was do actually I, I was actually rooting for the Astros up until it was a game two or three when um you know the Osuna thing came out. Um, oh, and oh, I was kind of yeah. like, oh, this oh. team's this team's gross. This team's gross. Screw these. Go go Nats. Go Nats. No, seriously. I mean, the fact that they Astros first of all have Ozuna and at all, and they capitalized on his domestic violence situation uh, to like they use that to their benefit. So fuck the Astros for that. Other teams have done that, including the Mets. So fuck the Mets for doing that too with Jose Reyes. Um, even though Jose Reyes sucked when they got him back. Yeah. Don't know why they did it. Anyways, getting sidetracked. Also, um, also Philly's got the uh, Adubel Herrera signed to minor league right now, so it's all yeah, going fuck, around. You know, oh, God damn it. Fuck baseball, man. Yeah, God damn it. <laughs> well, um, anyways, let's get in the nets. All right. Now, the obvious biggest loss, I would say, right now for the nets, everyone's thinking about it, Brian Dozier. Oh, I know. Thank you biggest for bringing loss. it up. Thank, Thank you. Yeah, biggest loss. Uh, also, like minor, minorly thinking, uh, just uh, Anthony Rendon left as well to the uh, oh, Angels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He didn't really have anything other than just a one point zero one OPS. It's whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's huh. so. Gosh, what are they gonna do without Dozier though? What are they gonna do without Dozier? You know, he got this awesome contract with, uh, I believe, the minor league contract for the Padres, which is something. Good, good, hmm. but good. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, wow. But yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do there. Two Massive Dozier size hole in that infield. Yeah. Oh well, who cares about Rendon? Anyways, uh. Yeah. No, so, fun fact. I, I actually love Rendon. Of course. <laughs> it's the best of I don't want people out there to think, like, well, they, they're weird. <laughs> I like being weird, but I do love Rendon. That was the big reason why I was rooting for the Nats, actually, because I really have always liked Rendon. I mean, he always crushed the Mets, but I was like, got to respect him, man. He's just, like, an awesome baseball player, and he seems like he gets better, like, every season. Right. Yeah, love Rendon. Glad he's out of the National League East. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of also want to root for the fact that Rendon might be able to at least let um, – oh, my God, I'm sorry. Our boy Trout. Yeah, Trout, thank you. Uh, like giving Trout uh, at least one playoff appearance. Yeah, definitely. Um, that would be really sad to be, like, the greatest of all time and then, like, never go to the playoffs. I know. I'm surprised he stuck with the – I mean, we're getting sidetracked, but I, I am surprised he did sign that extension with the Angels. It's like – Yeah, Harper was like, come play for us. Yeah, yeah, well, he's We're from bros. there too, right? He's like from uh, South Jersey. Yeah, South Jersey. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but he signed it, and there you go. Probably Phillies yeah. just didn't want to spend that much money on center field because they had right. I mean, rock sock, rock solid Aduba Herrera totally didn't collapse the <laughs> entire Phillies posi- uh, position when he left. Anyways. So outside of that, um, yeah, also Matt Adams left. I forgot where he went, but I know that you know. New uh, York Mets, baby. I did not even mention him in the additions uh, section <laughs> of, of my show because he's on a minor league contract. And also it's like if if Matt Adams plays for the Mets, then it's like the Mets probably have an injury that sucks. So, I mean, he plays first base, so we all know if that Matt Adams is playing first base, then the things are not going well for the Mets. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I would say, though, when it comes to additions, though, for the Nats, they got the geriatric squad. Oh, I got to get that in the soundboard. We got to get that in the soundboard. Yes, the Mets, not Mets, Nats, have acquired... Uh, and retained an infield where everyone is in their mid thirties. So how about that? And also just adding, just adding depth like crazy, which makes no sense. But hey, you know, let's see what happens. You know, um, if you can make a whole team of just second and third basemen, I think you can win a World Series. <laughs> that's that's how they're going to repeat. It seems like they're not even trying to repeat, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think I heard a fact that like even just a team. The last time a team went to uh, won the World Series and even just got to the playoffs in the postseason was like twenty years ago. 
No, that can't be true. It won the World Series. And then got... No, that happens all the time. The Dodgers have been in the World Series like a bunch of times. I said won the World Series. Oh, won the World Series. Oh, oh, yes. Yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. Yeah. No, the Astros did it in 17. Wait, didn't they? They were in the playoffs in 18. Wait. Hey, but the Astros, does that one even count? Does that one even count? count? I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know. All right, maybe that's that stands. Maybe the stat stands. I'm just, I'm just hearing what I heard. I'm just, I'm just telling you what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing. You know, I'm just, this, um, uh, you know, when I'm talking to my boys out in the streets. We're like, we're like, oh, would you hear about this? Did you hear about hey, that? hey, you hear the oh. news today? <laughs> a penny of pape. So, anyways, this geriatric squad, uh, we got. There is some hot action at third base competition. Uh, you got a Struble Cabrera, who my paid. boy. Yes, uh, your boy too, rent, man. Rented him from the uh, Mets in 2018, I believe. Uh, yeah, 18. Yeah, and then, um, but you know, he's um, played in like 38 games last year, uh, and he, I'm guessing he's. I think what's gonna happen is he's gonna be number two, and I think they're gonna try out uh, uh, Carter Keboom. You mean you um, think so? Cabrera will be on the bench. Uh, yeah, until he screws up. I think they really want because I think there is this thing of like I feel like they're they're like they're at the Nats front office feels like they are playing roulette and they have hit big twice in a row. Uh, talking about with um, uh, Robles and Soto, like yeah. young guys that they just got immediately and like they're like okay, let's let's ride this, let's see what happens. Yeah. So it's like you know. Keeping like twenty one right now, and he didn't have like a great, uh, like yeah. Season, like you know, but they're like saying like, oh, let's see what happens with him because you know, if it happened with Soto and Robles, it could happen with Keeboom. And then I think if that doesn't work out, they're just gonna put Cabrera in. Um, yeah, dude, Cabrera's super solid. I yeah, I love Cabrera. Yeah, he has a he had an OPS last year of nine sixty nine. Like, he's he's solid. It's just he's still thirty three. So you know, oh yeah, he you got you got to stay healthy. You gotta, you know, you gotta do all that stuff, and and if he goes down, then you have keep him uh, backing him up. Yeah. But yeah, then you got Starlin Castro, uh, uh, second base position. Former Marlin. Former Marlins. Uh, Wilmer Defoe, uh, I think it's shortstop or utility player. Not sure yet. And then just this weird thing that's going on right now of Harry Kendrick and Eric uh, Thames. I believe that's how you say his last name. Um, both old. Ah, uh, the River Thames, the River Eric Thames. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think you're right. I think it is Thames. It's just funny. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's just weird that like they're both in there for like. Why would you sign Eric Thames if you also signed Harry Kendrick? Like if you re-signed Harry Kendrick. Yeah, I both old. I don't I, know. Oh, like, and they have Ryan Zimmerman too. Yes, yes. They have Zim three. Dog, Zim Dog they have like back. three yes. first basemen. Yeah, that's that's in depth. That's some. That's some. That's yeah. That's middle age. I think like only Thames. I think Thames and Zimmerman can only play first base. I think, and Kendrick can kind of play second base a little bit. But I mean, like, come on! Like, if you're playing like one position like your entire career, and then all of a sudden they're like at thirty four, thirty five, with maybe at best five years left, which is like impossible. Yeah. Um like all of a sudden you'd be like oh yeah now you have to learn how to uh throw at third base now or oh yeah now you have to this is how now you have to act oh yeah no no he's definitely not well i don't know i guess maybe he could i don't know who knows we'll see see what happens oh are are you saying they're trying to put thames at third no first okay yeah yeah first yeah yeah yeah. okay just check yeah um so that's the that, that that's it for the Nats. Uh, now let's hear to <laughs> the laughably fifth place uh, of you know the 2020 spring training, and they happened to be first place last year in 2018. The Atlanta Braves. Hey Rob, take it away. We're at the Braves. They yes, last place Atlanta Braves in 2020 spring training as of February 24th. Um. No, they uh, are really good. <laughs> they're really good. And they're still pretty good. But they did lose a major, major 
presence in their lineup in Josh Donaldson. Uh, dude true. was friggin' insane last year. Not obviously not as not as uh, good as Rendon with the bat, but like if you just watch those games, like he Josh Donaldson seems like kind of like a scary dude. Like I, I wouldn't really want to hang out with him. He seems a little too intense for me, but I think that intensity kind of worked for that Braves team last year. Um, not my cup of tea, but I mean, I, I'd, I would, rather, I'd rather get a beer with uh, Okuna. Like that would be that'd be me. And then their other losses were Dallas Keuchel, who was kind of screwed over by that whole um, qualifying offer draft pick thing that happened last season. So he didn't start playing till June, and he was fine. He was good. I mean, he was good. You know, solid, like high three ERA, pretty solid. Brian McCann, their stalwart catcher, came back to Atlanta for one last year, and he left. And then uh, this one pitcher, Julio Tehran, lifelong Brave, always pretty solid. Like had has the same, like basically the same numbers as Dallas Keuchel. Didn't didn't win a Cy Young award ever, but. Uh, like honestly, look at their stats when you guys get a chance, because Julio Tehran, Dallas Keuchel, not that different. That's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> and the biggest addition, I think, they're trying to replace the bat of Donaldson with Marcel Ozuna. And Chris, when you said Acuna, I thought you were trying to say Ozuna, and I was like, that's wrong. <laughs> it's Oz. The, no, no. No, you no. mean yeah? No, I know who you meant. Wait, I know what? who you meant. No, you're fine. I made a mistake, and I just wanted to mention it, but it was an internal mind mistake. Wait, did I literally not say Acuna's name right? Acuna. Yeah, you said well, you said Acuna. Acuna. I I think it's there's Acuna, no why in there, but I don't know why I thought you were trying to say Ozuna. It's on me. It's on me. Okay. It's on me. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Well, that's why you know the Mets aren't gonna hit 90 wins this year. <laughs> No one will know who pressed who pressed that sound effect. I think it could have been either one of us. Anyways, Marcelo Zuno they got. Listen, everyone's like, this is going to replace Donaldson. It's totally not. He only ever hit a 900-plus OPS. Or 900. Uh, sorry. He only ever hit an OPS above 900 one time. And it's starting to look like a fluke, you guys. He's good. He's good. He's not. He's not, you know bad at all he's good he's definitely like a solid hitter for sure but he's not josh donaldson so that's a big blow and well, yeah I think, they only paid like 18 million dollars for yeah like it's that. like a one year one year deal marcelo zine is trying to have like a bounce back from two bad years which are actually pretty similar not that they weren't bad years but like two kind of like regular years which are very much like his other regular years except for the one year that he had in 2017 when he hit really well so i don't know i guess we'll try to see who the real marcelo zuna is i'm hoping it's like the 800 guy not the 950 guy yeah. uh <laughs> so they also picked up a couple of pitchers in will smith who i think was actually the best uh what do you call him relief pitcher on the market i really wanted the mess to get him but they did not. The the Dodgers got him like not the Dodgers. Oof. The Braves got him really early on. He used to be on the Giants. He's super good. Just like solid career wise. Good good pitcher. So good for them. Really good bullpen dude. And then they also got Cole Hamels, uh, who kind of also on like a one year prove it deal. Used to be on the Cubs. Kind of an old guy. Kind of had a pretty good year last year, but. Wasn't that different from my boy Julio Tehran's year? Don't know what they're doing there, but whatever. I bet real baseball stat heads could come and tell me all the reasons why Cole Hamels is better than Julio Tehran. And then lastly, they picked up my boy Travis Darno, more like Dar Yes, is what I would say in the uh, 2015 Mets postseason run when Travis Darno was hitting a bunch of bombs. Um, but yeah, Travis Darno, former Met. And then Dodger, and then Ray, Tampa Bay Ray. Um, I think they signed him for two years, a solid two-year contract. So good for Travis. He'll be catching for the Braves next year. I think kind of a solid move, a decent, decent catcher with the bat and glove. So good for good for Travis and good for the Braves. They'll still be pretty good. Okay. Well, That's the Braves. That? 
That's the Braves. That's, that, I, I think they're still scary. Like Oh, you know. definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I think they're way less scary, though, without Donaldson. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. But we'll get to that in the next episode, I think, when we okay. talk about the lineups. Yeah. All right, well. Well, um, did you want to do the most impactful change bit? Or, uh, oh, yeah. Any oh, by the ways? Yeah, we'll, we'll just throw it out there. I think, I, I personally think the most impactful change will, okay. I mean, you should say yours first because I think yours is better. <laughs> I forgot. Does it have to be positive or negative? It could be either one. Um, well,. I mean, after we've been talking and whatnot, I, I still think it's Rendon. Yeah, it's definitely Rendon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that just leaves this giant hole. Yeah. That, but, I mean, you know, what were we going to do, you know, with the salary, um, you know, uh, with the with the tax and whatnot? You know, it's either you keep Strasburg. Well, they could just pay the you... tax. Just fucking pay the tax. It's not a cap. Just pay it. They're rich. Yeah, but after two years, it goes, it's like a 95% tax. Right. That's... And like Rendon won a long term contract, so like right, you'd still you'd right, still be paying right. it, and you lose. I think it's like second and fifth round prospect picks. True, true. Good point. Yeah, I don't know. Like, no, you're right. For like a one year thing, it's like not a big deal at all. But if you do it after like year after year after year, you're right. It does compound. Yeah, I don't know. The the money thing's kind of stupid because they make, you know. They all have tens, enough money to hundreds, do whatever they Yeah, they want. bring like hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Every, every year. single owner can pay way more than they're paying. Right. Yeah. It's like whatever. Except for maybe the Will Ponds. They literally might be broke. <laughs> <laughs> they actually might be broke. <laughs> no, no. Uh they probably could pay a lot more. Yeah. But but uh yeah. Right, well, we can talk pick? about that in another episode, man. Okay. I have a lot I have a lot of thoughts on it. On what? The Will Ponds? <laughs> Uh well yeah but also just like the oh, way the that money is dispersed in within the sport of baseball sure that can be a topic for another episode of the UNECBP okay well who's your who's your most impactful change well I definitely agree with you that the loss of Rendon is the most impactful change and by the most impactful change I think we mean to the National League East in general yes um but I think my I kind of want to go, I mean, honestly, it's kind of the same thing. I kind of want to go, I think I agree with you. So like, I'll say that's the first one too, but I, I, I'll go second biggest impact. I think will be the loss of Josh Donaldson because, and we'll get into this with the lineups episode, but I mean, that was just a huge, huge bat and the Braves were already kind of a top heavy lineup anyways. Um, and I, I just don't think that, Ozuna is really, really that much of a replacement. People think he is. I don't know. I am not really sold on it. But so for me, I think it's if it's not Rendon, then I think it's Donaldson. And the additions, I honestly, the additions across the board, like the Phillies, probably made of like the new players who've never been on the team before. I think Wheeler and and uh, Gregorius are are pretty yeah. big. I mean, I also didn't talk about, you know, Girardi and, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, you could mention that. Yeah, Girardi, that's that. a huge addition. Yeah, uh, but, you know, I just forgot. <laughs> well, dude, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So, next week, we'll talk about these lineups. Yeah. We'll talk about other stuff. We'll talk about how our weekend was. Yeah. Stuff I think like... the most of the episode will be dedicated to the, to the weekend part. Yeah, I'm really gonna i don't know antique i don't sit on the couch i'll tell yeah, you yeah i might do a little bit antiquing myself actually yeah i'm in i'm in the market for a new couch yeah yeah Me i'll too. tell you about all the uh all the stuff i was bored when i was on the couch and all the stuff on mlbshop.com i bought on not a sponsor yet anyways hey. um yeah yeah dude all right man well, well i guess we'll I mean, I, well, I'm assuming as this show would get better or improve, we'll probably set up a social media presence soon, and then oh uh, yeah, you can catch There's us no out social media on that. presence right now. We don't have that yet. We are 
cavemen. Anyways, well, Rob, this has been nice. This has been fun. It's been nice. Nice chatting with you, Chris. Yeah, and uh, we'll see you all next week on the UNECB podcast. We're out. Okay, bye-bye.